0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy
1: group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
0: accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. You look so gorgeous today. It's from all the tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll do it. I've been okay since we last recorded. We both got COVID. My husband got COVID. <laughs> All, and for the record, as you all well know, all fully fucking vaxxed, very pro-vaxxed, all have COVID, all right? My okay. daughter got oh, hand, no. foot, and vi- mouth. Ma- wait, 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 you want me to go into how bad the past three weeks of my life has been? Keep going. Keep, going. Keep going, My daughter got hand, foot, and mouth, which is, like, if you don't know what that is, like, first of all, it's like, spreads, like, w- wildfire in, like, daycare. So if one kid gets it, every child gets it. They get, like, these rashes and, like, basically, like, fucking, like, open sores in their mouths. They can't eat. They are messes. They don't sleep. Like... So this is happening. I have COVID. <laughs> and, you know, just like really great things have been occurring. Also, everything happened with Afghanistan, bullshit fucking Texas and the abortion laws. Um, there's been multiple tornadoes where we live in Southeast Pennsylvania. There has my, been fucking, my
2: fucking running path. I don't run. I rarely run, you know. When you but, do, it's flooded out. So when flooded. I do,
0: my one running path is dead nothing everything's a shit show so we were like what the hell are we going to record we're such messes right now so we said we're going to record what's new in the world's on fire which we don't actually have the answer to but hopefully by the end of this episode we get there okay but also I think too
2: and this is something we need to we need to like make an announcement because our our podcast is all about being authentic and we want to set an example for that as much as possible And that means that like, we have to be authentic too with how we're doing and we're doing bad (laughs) and we're not doing great. And so that's the thing is that like, listen, we, we love doing the podcast because we love helping people. We love that we can get messages out, but there are times in which when we're struggling, when we both have COVID, when the world's on fire, that it's it's harder for us to like pick a topic like communication and have a conversation about it you know
0: so so i think it can I think, feel like bullshit it can feel right like it could feel like when there are women and children and you know wonderful men trapped in afghanistan to sit here and talk about bad communication can sometimes feel fake well and that's that's <laughs> what i don't that's what i think we want to avoid in the
2: podcast is that like if we're encouraging everyone to be authentic, then how could we not be authentic ourselves? You know? And I think there has to be some episodes where we're just honest about where we are.
0: And, yeah. and also this is part of our new thing to normalize COVID. Yeah. Hashtag normalize COVID. Hashtag
2: normalize Get the COVID vaccine because- and
0: normalize COVID. Because, because- honestly, it yeah. wasn't that bad. I just lost my taste and my smell. I mean, you had it a little worse. Mine was a little bit worse, but still I'm sure nothing compared to if you had, you know what I mean? Like are very immunocompromised and also like didn't get vaccinated. Right. So like even for us, but there is also, I don't know about you, Jay, but every time I told someone I had COVID, what was the first fucking thing they said to you?
2: Oh God, never talk to me again just kidding. What? <laughs> no, everyone says the same no, thing. No, just, said, where, do you, where do you think you got it? Where do you think you got it? And and let us just say we think we got it from recording a podcast <laughs> when we were both like spitting into our microphones.
0: <laughs> no, so I definitely think, I, like yeah, the last time we were together like three weeks ago, recording in person is probably where we got it. But I find it very interesting that like when you say you are sick with something the first thing someone replies with is where do you think you got it from and also i'm sure over the past two years i've said that to someone right and it's because we want the false control That, like all right well if i know that you got it at the YMCA, i won't go there right or so you know what i mean at the grocery store i'll start getting shit delivered like we have this idea that like more information is going to save us and i don't know if that's true <laughs>
2: I think that we, I think we also try to always look for for ways to have control over things that are actually just out of our control. And I think the more we do that, sometimes the more we like, you know, get ourselves in a tizzy.
0: Well, also the more you lose a relationship, right? So like in that moment, right? Like relationships I've talked about before is about relating. So in that moment, as opposed to being like, wow, how do you feel about that? Are you scared? Has it been you have a daughter who's not able to be vaccinated? Right. Or like, you know, whatever. Um, someone's first thing is, like, well, where'd you get it? Like you've automatically like isolated someone. And so like we didn't, thankfully, Jen, you and I had it at the same exact time. So like we had each other, which was very lovely. It was really nice to have COVID with you. Em. <laughs> and somehow Nikki didn't get it. Nikki, who is with us all the time, who you were in a car with windows closed that for how long doesn't get it?
2: We have to say, we were like drinking champagne one day and we were like, oh, is this my glass? We were like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Is it
2: my glass? Is it your glass? Like, it's really, really important. But I think- Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I think that when people, (laughs) I think that when people hear something that scares them, right? Like, oh, you got COVID, that them responding in that way is a factor of it igniting a fear within them about themselves yes and so because we're all you know just as human beings we're naturally built to protect ourselves and we do things and respond in certain ways that are meant to protect us sometimes those things are helpful sometimes those things aren't helpful and
0: I think it's been a year of fear Yeah. And it's like, and it's also one of the things, like, when we think about people that are choosing to not get the vaccine, a lot of it's from fear, right? Fear of, like, will I possibly hurt myself when I don't know if I'll get hurt by COVID? You know, like, I think we operate so much around fear. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, not that helpful of an emotion. Like, it, like, was the adrenaline release when you're, like, running from woolly mammoths and we were, like, all Neanderthals. But, like... (laughs) I don't I know. That, I also <laughs> love that woolly
2: mammoths are always the like example we use. Like, was there a ton of woolly mammoths? Like, I
0: don't know. Oh my God, you, back wait, to do you, yo, fun fact, are you ready for this? I don't think you know I'm this. I'm so ready. Oh, I'm so curious. Did kidding. you know my, okay, Aaron, Aaron, my husband, his grandfather, the one who passed away this past year during what? COVID that we couldn't do the funeral for, do you know that he found a woolly mammoth um skeleton? while they were digging out and doing work on their marina property. And it's like in some like history museum. Oh, Did you know that? I didn't know that. found like a full, like, wait, a <laughs> woolly mammoth is the one with the horns, right? <laughs> the
2: tusk. wait, right?
0: Yeah, the toss. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, I was like, wait, was it a woolly mammoth? I, <laughs> okay, I don't know what that is. So yeah, okay, he found should, one, isn't that crazy? That should be your fun fact, like the the
2: two truths and a lie.
0: I mean that's like really like that's pretty oh. far off, right? Like my husband's grandfather. I think that it's a <laughs> very, very specific too, <laughs> very specific one. I don't know, right? But I feel like you have like a lot of those. You could just add I mean, it. I do, I do some <laughs> random shit, but like right, so like okay, so like fear and adrenaline really work in some things. If I think somebody is walking behind me, all of a sudden my body can like move so much faster when I start walking, right? Now, but what does that do in the year twenty twenty one? Mm. besides people get on fights with strangers on the internet right I mean that's definitely a thing
2: but I think that I think that it's you know with everything that's been going on fear is so much more amped up right like it's our primary the way in which we're meant to protect ourselves triggering all of our anxiety I mean we see it in our business like the amount of clients that have been coming in which is wonderful because mental health is also so much more supported and um, you know, so much less stigmatized at this point. I know it's, you know, we're still working towards that a little bit. Um, you know what's but- so funny is we
0: had gotten that one, co- we got a contact form in this past week, where like it was like, what what brings you into to see a therapist this week? This person was like long overdue. Like, long <laughs> i was like i want to work with that person that is very no, funny
2: That's amazing no but i think you know that it, it has been a the i'm gonna just coin this the year of fear and mm. i think that you know a year it's of uncertainty really, yeah. year of uncertainty and i think it's really amped people's anxiety up understandably so but i think that everyone learns ways to cope with that and, and once again some of those things are helpful some of those things are not helpful And I think that we really have to decipher, and this is kind of difficult, like, what are the things that are helpful for us? And then what are the things that are not helpful? Yeah. You know, like when, and when your anxiety is ramped up, what do you do with it? And I'll tell you what I do with it.
0: You know what I do? It's not good. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will say this time I did a lot of like, okay, as opposed to catastrophizing, I got to start thinking long-term like that's where I went to that. I said this to you that I had a moment. This is like going to be a big thing for me to say in a podcast. You know, exactly what I'm going to say. I think I had a moment that, um, I had, I had such a little before I had, um, a neighbor of mine who committed suicide, um, uh, actually you know you're not supposed to say committed suicide anymore that was so automatic had death by suicide right yeah yes um you
2: corrected yourself
0: yeah it was so automatic that it came out like that yeah so um died by suicide a um a few months ago now i guess yeah and at their funeral it was like the most beautiful funeral i've ever been to right everyone's talking about how they changed you know he changed their life and it was so amazing and he and like all I kept thinking about was like I'm going to die of COVID and this is what my funeral is going to sound like and I'm going to sit here and wonder like what about me right that like for like both of us like we have made a huge part of our lives about helping other people and I think most people in helping professions would say that
2: yeah
0: right I think that's that's like almost a
2: sign of burnout
0: you know I hate to say that because we're we both love helping people like it's literally in our system but this it, has but this has been you know we had that amazing episode with Katie Duke and I can't you know really and I say it here and say it like I can't imagine what it's like to be also a nurse. I think I wait can we just say the irony that that's probably <laughs> the episode where both of us got COVID to... <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure like that is the episode where we somehow gave each other COVID <laughs> That episode about yeah right hey we're vaccinated we did our part man we wear masks in the office it just fucking happened um my kid probably brought it home from school but um <laughs> okay but like so like we like did this thing about like how like it's been so difficult to be a nurse this has been a horrific experience to be a therapist over the past two years and, right.
2: And you don't, like- to say you don't realize it like I didn't feel that way until like I think I'm getting I think I'm getting the after the aftermath of it now I think we're kind of it's like hitting us now do you feel like it's been that way the entire time
0: no at the beginning it was sort of like all right we're experimenting with virtual and people are- and we're talking and it's like we're like what can you control and then exactly right like Self-care. there's a certain part about this yeah that at the beginning was like i like know this is like fucked up to say but at the beginning it felt like like we're all in this together and like we're cheering on nurses right like all this bullshit right like yeah. we're watching tiger king and now <laughs> doesn't feel like now that, right? tiger king is no longer on no there's it feels like no
2: shows. there's
0: no right white lotus uh there's like everyone has now it feels like everyone's really angry It feels scary to say stuff. You feel like you're not allowed to ask or talk about certain things. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there is a certain way things have happened. And I think like at a certain, there is, I think like we're sitting here with like a mental health crisis, you know, like how many nurses have we gotten in, in the past month or so that are like, I think I have to leave my field. I can't do this anymore. You know, teachers, like this is really a disaster.
2: (laughs) And I think, I think it's tough because like, you know what's the solution you know like like and just as we said at the beginning like we're just gonna talk we had no agenda for this podcast yeah you can stop
0: listening if you want we
2: usually we usually go in with
0: like if you've gotten this far 13 minutes in you're like this is really boring i understand We had to be authentic at this one. No judging. No judging. There's a judgment-free
2: zone. (laughs) Judgment-free zone. But like, we don't really have the answer, you know, except we keep saying, so I started doing this thing, which is like, sounds obnoxious, but like, I was at the point where after we had COVID, where I was like, I need to do something for myself, specifically for myself so that I am not getting resentful. Like I started... Finding myself getting really resentful of yeah. like anyone outside of therapy asking anything of me, <laughs> literally anything. Yeah. And, you know, you can't really live in a world where no one asks anything of you. And I so, mean, you would have
0: no relationships. Relationships do need to be like, you exactly, have to
2: yes, exactly. And so I started to feel, and I can tell you, it takes a lot for me to get angry.
0: Like I writ re- right. Would you agree yeah, with that? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Lot. And let me tell you guys, because like, I feel like people would not believe this. The times I've seen Jen is angry is like delightful. Like, like for me as someone who like is quick to anger for Jen, when she gets there, I'm like, oh, Sorry. baby. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable, so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, the lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard: it's gotta taste good be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you.
2: So like, and I, I, you know, anger is just a very uncomfortable emotion for me. I'm much more likely to cry or feel it in anxiety than I am get angry. I started to feel myself get very resentful, and it was coming out. I was getting snappy, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I got to do something about this because I recognized it. I hate that feeling. I hate feeling resentful, and I hate I hate being quick to anger. And so started doing, doing this thing where I'm like, okay, I gotta make it a point to like do something for myself. So every morning, I didn't do it this morning, this is where I fall off because I have ADHD and I do things for a week and a half. That every morning I get up and I tried to meditate and I tried to move my body for 20
0: minutes. Mm-hmm.
2: And I started to try to listen to a book instead of like, look at my phone.
0: It's almost like what they say that when you move your body and drink water. And and, I, oh, and I was drinking, I literally was yeah.
2: drinking a half gallon of water.
0: It's almost like it actually works. How weird.
2: Isn't that wild? I also, I stopped drinking alcohol at night, which yeah. sometimes I would do that when I was like, I'm so exhausted. And I started drinking
0: melatonin tea. Like I literally
2: made all of these very specific yeah. changes. Intentional, Um, right?
0: Intentional intentional. conscious. It's also important. I think everyone needs to hear the story of Jen getting snappy because it's like such, I'm sure it was also, of course, worse to your partner, but like, here's Jen getting snappy to me, right? We had to log on (laughs) two Saturdays ago. We're on Zoom. We got to record these like fucking ads, right? Like, I hate to say that, but like, sometimes it feels like, oh my God, right? Like, we got to record some shit. We got to do this shit, right? jen gets on she's fucking miserable she's like you can see the second she logs on i'm like oh jen is so pissed to be doing and this. i could not i could not get She's my having mic issues mic we have sound issues as it is like we're trying our best we were quarantined from each other it's hard when you're doing these like virtual recordings right okay so jen gets so pissy so snappy and she's just like she's like see her body getting all tight and flinchy and she's like you know yanking at her airpods and She's like fucking miserable, and then she just sends me a text afterwards, being like, "I'm very sorry." Like I was, like... and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Like every Tuesday, like what are you talking about? Like your apology to me was so funny. I don't even think I responded. I was like, "Kid, what the fuck?"
2: Afterwards, I was like, "No, you did respond." You're like, "It's totally
0: okay." But afterwards, I was just like, "Oh God," I
2: was like, "So," because I just I was so agitated, yeah. just with everything. Your whole and body could that- see it. I know. And that, but that's how I felt like it wasn't just in that. That's how I felt the entire week. And you know, when yeah. you feel that and you're like, why the fuck? I think the tough thing is that, I mean, maybe the, the, the good thing about us understanding emotions is that I can understand that that's a signal that they're like me getting snappy is a signal to myself that I'm not doing something enough for myself. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of that. But I think for other people, it can you know, maybe don't understand emotions or haven't taken the time to like really work through. Like I used to have horrible anxiety. I used to have like major panic attacks. And I, you know, through becoming a therapist, like I really worked through that and, uh, and understanding my emotions has changed all of that for me. Mm-hmm. So in being conscious of my emotional state at all times, I'm able to make a change and say like, I have to change something in my life so I can like nurture myself if I have control over it so that my emotion, so I can like take care of myself and nurture myself and my emotions. I think that when people maybe don't have an understanding of their internal state, or there's less of an awareness of it, you can start to get angry or frustrated at yourself for the way that you feel. And then it compounds on itself, right? Like when you start getting angry at yourself for feeling a certain way, the anger gets even more intense as opposed Mm -hmm. to saying, okay, like I notice. This is different in my feelings. And so I am going to do what I can to nurture myself through this, as opposed to getting angry at myself. Because I think it's so common when we feel something that we don't want to feel that we start to say, like, what the fuck? Why do I feel this way? And you start to get like pissed off at yourself and you keep saying, why don't I feel better? Why don't I feel better? When really the answer is like, acknowledging and giving space for your emotions allowing yourself to feel it and say like what's going on right now and how do i nurture myself through this mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right it's so funny because it's like why do i feel this way why do i feel so like it's probably the two-year pandemic the fact that we <laughs> like the attempt to get out of a 20-year war climate change which i feel at least two hours a day i have complete ex- existential dread about climate change <laughs> um you know the fact that women are rapidly um losing their rights in texas um <laughs> like- i see scary i'm so scared Right, like I would say there's a lot of reasons to feel this shitty <laughs> yeah there's a ton of reasons and that's
2: thing to me like, reasonable and that's the thing is that like I mean as as simplistic as it is like you really can't I mean you can lobby you can you can put your voice out there you can talk to people but there's a lot of this that's out of our control which is really upsetting and exhausting. And so, you know, I have to say, I spent a ton of time on TikTok today, (laughs) just a ton. (laughs) How was it? Really great. I mean, like parts were just really wonderful because there's parts that it's like, you know, it's fun. And, but it amps me up too, you know, like I'll see TikToks about banning abortion and it just like pains me a little bit. So I, once again, to be aware of my internal state while that's happening to say, is this helping me? Is this hurting me? Like constantly asking myself those questions. Here's the thing is I understand that because I don't have a child, for example, I have the luxury to be able to do that.
0: We have really different quarantine experiences. (laughs) Like I understand
2: while we talk to each other and you're telling me like how exhausted you are, I'm like, yeah, like I truly, like I'm, you know, angry and resentful. I don't know how the fuck you're functioning over there.
0: Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but then in like some ways, it's also like, it gives you a really nice distraction. That's true. Right. To like get out of my head, like in a really like different way. You know, like we've talked about before, like if we're having a really bad day and we go see clients, like you end up like in the best mood afterwards. Like it truly it's like, wild. It's the, it is so wild. Like how much we get out of it that we get to like turn ourselves around from it. But I think it's hard. Right. And I feel like it is so simple yet so difficult to do which is when the world is on fire all you can do is love the people around you move your body drink some water and try to not kill your spouse I mean I don't know
2: that is gonna be our
0: next quote that is just so beautiful and try to not kill your spouse I think you (laughs) know what I mean like like I feel like people want like some magical fix and like we have nothing Like, we're so human and, like, every day and it's just like, wow, like, I I don't know what else to say besides, like, it actually was a really isolating experience to have COVID, I felt. Like, we had each other, but, like, I kind of, like, listen, first of all, any person who hears this is going to be blown the fucking way that I'm saying this. I get, I can sort of understand COVID deniers and anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers because, like, I don't want to be told what the fuck to do either. Like, I didn't like like not being able to leave my house. Like, there was a part of me that got like snooty, that was like, yeah. "I I could leave this house," and I, I was, didn't. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, too. You know, we built
2: our business because neither of us can handle having bosses. We really struggle. With the, both yeah. of us have some sort of interject where, like, we can't be told what to do. Problem with authority in certain ways, but anyway. And I'm I'm very introverted, and I like you know I like hanging around my house. But like when someone tells me I have to stay in my house for ten days, I'm like I want to see people. I need to of go course. out all, all of a of sudden, sudden. I'm like an no, right? I, and well, it's because and the other hard. thing is like because
0: the world is still going. At the beginning of the pandemic, we all were stuck inside, yes. so it felt great because everyone like felt like you know we were in different size boats, right? Like we were all in different like things, but we all were stuck inside. And you want to know what, now being stuck inside while the world is still moving, that is really hard. And I understand why people like raging against it. I don't think you should. I think it's wrong. But I can like understand it emotionally and logically, right? And then the other thing is, right, so like your quarantine was done after 10 days. The thing is, mine's done after 10 days. And then my daughter's has to be 10 days after our final quarantine, right? So on my husband's last day is when my daughter's, no, no, the day after my husband's last day is when my daughter starts. That's like 30 days inside. Like, uh, uh, uh. I have no words. That's like how it works when you have kids, right? So this is a shit show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what the, okay, the episode we're trying to figure out, should it be called The World's on Fire? This is a shit show. I think it should be called It's Fine. It's literally fine. We're doing fine. And then it should be that meme with like the the fire around them. The fire on the
1: back, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, it's so hard because it's also like, it's, it, it is hard to not get stuck into like all the doom scrolling. Right. Well, I like I that. noticed that I kept checking the COVID numbers in my County, which I had not done in like a year and a half. And I was like, why am I doing this? And I guess I wanted to not feel so alone. Cause like, there's a part of me like felt like a failure yeah. for getting COVID.
2: Tell me about that. Cause I
0: did not feel that way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That way at all because I think I'm so like things are just out of my control. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're good. I keep putting I keep putting my hand on my head and I know then. Yeah. This is why we have sound like, issues. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're moving around too much. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I think I kind of am just like, you know, I'm gonna wear a mask, I'm gonna do things to protect myself. I'm gonna get vaccinated, but You know, after that, how much control do we have over whether we get it or not? We're spinning into mics right next to each other, (laughs) you know, but, but tell me you, so if you felt like a failure when you got it,
0: I felt, I wouldn't say, okay, I guess I'm not going to say a failure, but there was a part of me that felt like my child's not vaccinated. Mm. I know my child's not vaccinated. And, like, should I have never left my house, right? Like, th- there's a part that's like, am I a bad mom for possibly exposing my child? She didn't even get it. <laughs> she she got hand, foot, and mouth instead. <laughs> <true. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> my child is the most COVID tested child in the entire state. Right, I she's, think. Got, she's gotten tested so many times at <laughs> this point. Also, I have to say, I went to.
2: I went to get tested, you know, because we got tested a lot after having COVID. I went to get tested. There was one right by me and it was like a drive through one. And I was like, oh, it was so, so close. And I got right in and it was a rapid test. And they were like, oh, do you work here? It was a CHOP. They were like, do you work at CHOP? And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, do you, do you have a child who like is coming here? I was like, no. <laughs> did not realize that you needed a child to go. <laughs> did they wait for <laughs> It's very funny. Also, <laughs> also it was a it was a drive through, and I didn't know it was a drive through, So I walked there. So I was like, I literally was walking in line with the cars.
0: And I was like, can I just uh <laughs> oh, you did not tell me that part. That is very oh, wow. funny.
2: It was just so embarrassing at the time. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I'm just like just gotten so comfortable in like embarrassing experiences. Yes, what else um, you like, did do? Like I'll get through this. Also, my dad gave me really advice. You know, some people are like, "What's what's the best advice that you've yes. ever gotten?" What was it? And it's not therapeutic at all. But I mean, maybe a little bit. He was like, <laughs> "I think I was must have been talking about some sort of like social situation." And I said, "Like, oh, it was really awkward." And he goes, "Jen, awkwardness is a part of life." <gasps> wow. And I was like, "Wow, Dad." And I told him that like, that was the best advice he's ever given me. And now of course he brings it up all the time. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, remember that time I gave you that great advice. And I'm like, Jesus Christ!
0: like never, never should have told you that. That's also because, okay. So there was a time where I was like having a lot of conversations with Jen's dad. Like I was talking <laughs> to Jen's parents more than she would. Yeah. And Jen's dad would be like, Oh, like, would like ask me stuff about Jen because she's like very private and doesn't tell her parents stuff. And so I'd be like, don't worry, Joe, I got you. And I would like tell oh. him all this stuff. And they were like, it was like I when you and this. it was it when is... you and Bill were dating. He's like, do you think it's gonna last? Do you think like is it gonna go anywhere? No! Like, a... yes. And I was like, I think so, Joe. I think so. And what would they say? He was like, ah, oh. like no, nothing. <laughs> and we like oh. talk about the aquarium in his office. <laughs> Oh, God. He got really worked on
2: that aquarium. So many fish. Like, scary fish. fish. Yeah, I know. Fish that could sting and kill you, you know? He he, he's got a lot of fish. That's what we oh, want yeah. to talk about next. Thank you. Thank,
0: no you giving-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving them all that information. I'm sure they really enjoyed
0: it. <laughs> We're spit sisters now. Spit sisters. <laughs> That's so nice. Kind of like yeah. blood brothers. But spit but spit
2: sisters. Spit, 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 spit. <laughs> all right. Now we've just gotten to the point where this is a... Uh, it's getting you know, bad it's getting bad but we have a dear m and jen is it time?
0: okay let's just do that yeah we could better. probably drag
2: we could probably drag that shit out too you know all right
0: all right my spit sister let's go for it what do you got spit dear m and jen sister.
2: i hope you only call me by that name for the rest of time feel <laughs> okay ready yes dear m and jen This past year has been hard for many reasons for pretty much everyone except Jeff Bezos. (laughs) So true. (laughs) At the beginning of the year, I left a job that I knew well, but was slowly killing me. I'm sorry, my reading comprehension is shit today. Just bear with me. The hours in the management was unsustainable and I made the hard choice to leave and took a travel position similar to travel nursing. I traveled to different hospitals and worked for a brief time in their labs on contracts. My issue is that I cannot seem to relax. On my off days, I feel guilty if I don't spend it getting things done. But even if I take a break and do things I know I want to do, I'm thinking about how I should be doing all these other things. I regularly think about how I just want to sit and watch TV and not move. But When I finally get the chance, I can't stop looking at my phone, checking Instagram and my email and thinking about everything else in my life. On top of that, my family is more divided now than ever over COVID and politics. And I've had so many horrible dating experiences this year. I've taken a break from all from dating altogether. How do I just shut my brain off so I can exist and relax? Oh. First of all, I Man, love a this great question one. because I think so many people struggle with this. Yes, And I think that, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, you can tell me what you think, Emma, is that there has been a lot of vicarious trauma that people have experienced. Um, It sounds like they're in healthcare. I also think there's a lot that's, as we're talking about, that has gone on in the world. And when you are on overdrive and fear is kind of something that is in your system and it's activating your nervous system and you're on the go all the time, that your nervous system gets used to that. And I think you get to a point where you're like, okay, now I'm gonna relax, but your brain is still going, right? Like your brain mm-hmm. is still activated, your nervous system is still activated. And so your brain is still sending you signals of like, you need to be, you need to be quick, you need to be on top of it, you need to protect yourself, right? We, like our brain sends us these fear anxiety signals so that we're like ready to go at all times. And I think that when our brain is doing that for so long, we're still on overdrive and we're like, I just want to sit and watch TV and veg out. The first thing, uh, another thing I think about is like, can you dig under, you know, the anxiety in your brain on overdrive and see if there's like any other emotions that might be there. You might need to give yourself like a few good cries. We were just talking today about how much we love crying. Made you feel so good. (laughs) It's such a release. And I Mm -hmm. just, to be able to let yourself cry and get down to like, what are some of those other feelings that you're feeling might be a really good time to go to a therapist. Um, And also because your mind is going and clearly there's a lot going on emotionally too that you might need to allow yourself to dig into and work through. And I would love to say that we have a magic solution to shutting your brain off. But I think asking yourself in those moments what is my body telling me right now? Like, what do I need? Maybe it's saying like, you need to do, do, do you need, you know, like feel guilty if you're not doing something, but maybe it's, it's not just sitting on your phone or watching TV. Like, I wonder if that might be activating your nervous system even more in certain ways. Yeah. And so is it meditating? Is it moving your body? Is it screaming in your car? Is it having an a uh, socially acceptable adult temper tantrum? which I highly recommend, go scream into a pillow if you need to. You know, like your just nervous scream. system is, you're, just scream. your nervous system is telling you you need to get it out of your body. And sometimes yeah. when, when we're activated like that, we need to like move or like get it out in some way. We need to cry. We need some sort of release. So I think maybe asking yourself, like, is there anything else that I might be able to do right now to like get
0: it out of my body? Because right now my nervous system is so activated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the idea for this person of like, as opposed to like this screen of like putting on like music and like maybe that's like childhood like favorite music like fucking like S Club 7 some little vitamin C I don't know how old this person is <laughs> right but like and like, just, like and like laying on the floor and trying to stretch their body out as tall and as long as possible right so yeah. like getting back into that body. I think it's so true. It is so hard for any of us to concentrate. Like, it's like, I I can't tell you how often I have clients. They're like, I like can't watch TV. Right. So like, I think the thing is that like, we have made the idea of like watching television, like binge watching as like rest. um, But like, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's actually more activating. So I think there's a lot of other ways to do that. Right. This is why people like start to take up hobbies. Like I would really encourage people to like ask themselves right now, like, what is your hobby that does not make you money? right? What is your hobby that is not about a goal? What is your hobby that is not about productivity? That's not about success. A hobby is just for enjoyment, just pleasure, no goal, right? So like o- often people are like, well, I have like my hobby's running, but I'm like training for this very specific thing. Well, that's still a goal.
2: Yeah. Right. Like also, and listen, I know I've said in this, in this podcast that I spent all day on TikTok because I actually did. But like, this is this is gonna be a suggestion against that is that I think we're so quick to find those dopamine hits from our phone. And I think that we we get on our phone and it gives it to us, right? Like I literally, after I spend a lot of time on TikTok or social media, like my brain is complete mush. And I noticed that. Um, and so it might be very easy to look for those dopamine hits in your phone, but the stimulation that you're getting to your brain when your system is already on overdrive might not be helpful
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. It's to consciously make an effort to do something with your hands that can get you away from your phone. If it's a hobby, for example, macrame might be Jen, might be an option. another ADHD hobby Jen had. I took <laughs> it actually is like, I you know, yeah, you him.
0: I really do. I lasts for a week and a half. And yeah, you make like, three you know, beautiful projects and that's it for you. I have a
2: beautiful macrame over yes, there. I'm really uh-huh. proud of it. But like never again, it was very difficult. But I think that finding something that you can keep you occupied where you're not on your phone that allows you to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess what we're getting down to is like when shit's on fire, what's conscious, what's intentional, what's deliberate, not mm. what's doom scrolling, not what is just like, you know, like unconscious consuming. Like, I think we're addicted to information. I think we're addicted to trying to figure shit out. And it's sometimes I think we're addicted to self-improvement. What oh, is just I remember? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been sitting here for the last five minutes trying to figure it out.
2: Um, I think when we put pressure on ourselves too to make ourselves relax, like the pressure itself gives us more anxiety.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right. right. In
2: this, in this thing she wrote, well, how do I make, how do I make myself relax? I think instead of it's acknowledging that you're unable to relax and say, well, what can I do to nurture
0: myself? Well also think about like, okay, like let's change the word from relax and say joy. So maybe that's having a two minute dance party in your apartment. Right, like maybe it's not about like relaxing the way you think. Maybe it's about like how do I give myself more joy and fulfillment. Mm, I love
2: that. I, I think we need to normalize like
0: dance parties by yourself. Hell, yes. You know, you and I always do a good dance party in the office. We I do a lot of dance love parties. A dance party. Listen, before we end for today, I want to say that I want to make it clear that Jen and I don't think that COVID's a fucking joke. As no. people that just went through it. What we are want to talk about, though, is actually the mental health side effects that people are not talking enough about of the isolation, of the grief, of the anxiety that comes with it. So if you are going through this, if you're feeling quarantined, send us a DM, reach on out, do stuff to take care of yourself, because it can actually be a difficult thing. Even if you're vaccinated, even if you're not getting the uh, physical symptoms. This can still be a process that I think we're minimizing because it's like, oh, my symptoms aren't that bad, but like, also sometimes there's like other things besides physical that we're ignoring. Totally,
2: so, absolutely.
0: The world's on fire. We're here for you. Let's be on fire together. I guess if you liked this episode, Beautiful. please, <laughs> you could Feel always fire together. Too. Rate, review, subscribe, follow on Apple. You know, but don't tell us you hate us. We appreciate that too. So, you know, <laughs> throw a little five stars in there. Send this. And thank you for being here with us today, because to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.
1: Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trellor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts? We're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning, though, there will be no surface-level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those Be Healthy boxes... I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some Raw Beauty Talks.